0: Your book club, we'll read hood classes and good classes. If I can get struck down, I'm Derek. If I get struck down, just know it's because I was just listening to gospel music before I turned this on. So that means I got a lot of shit to get off my chest. Um We're done with the first two books of this series, this trilogy I'm hoping. Um and haven't opened up the third one yet, but I already know a few things that are gonna happen. Um, first of all, 916-633-1537, uh, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, uh, Patreon backslash single simulcast. That's where you can find us. That's where you can hit us up. That's where you can support us. Those are the, those are the mains. A few things that I know are going to happen in this chapter are in this book before I even open Loving My Wife and Her Sister 2, 3, Jordan Numbers, um, one, there's going to be times where the editing is horrendous. Two, uh, somehow Michaela's is going to find her way back into uh, Joe's good graces. I'm already knowing that. I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but it's going to happen. And when it does, y'all are going to hear me audibly sigh. Three. Half of what we want to get resolved isn't going to get resolved. And four, my wife came up with a fascinating theory, which is that at the end of this, because uh, Zakia's baby isn't really Gavin's, he's going to convince uh, Annalise to get back with him, and is going to get back with uh, Zakia, And so it's going to be like the whole thing never even happened. I'm hoping in this uh, book we find out how to fuck uh Zakia and Annalise's dad have so much property. That's what I'm hoping but you know I probably won't at least at least Tommy didn't shoot Joe. That was my primary concern about last book was that Tommy was gonna shoot Joe because he was talking about if I can't have her he can't have her either and that was on some I'm gonna shoot you up type stuff. so I'm glad that didn't happen. Also, something that you know is going to happen is that they're going to start this book off by recapping the last uh, chapter from the last book, and I'm just going to skip right the fuck past that. Because why? So, with no further ado, here's Loving My Wife and Her Sister, Jordan Edition. Chapter one Michaela. What did he say? I asked my husband, ready to play dumb if I needed to. That fool came waltzing his narrow ass up in here and said that he was fucking my wife and you told him that you would marry him. Then he had the nerve to ask me where the fuck that left me, bruh. Joe spoke with a clenched jaw. Nigga called me bruh. He don't even know me. Oh, and you. You, Michaela. My heart nearly leapt out of my chest as Joe stopped mid-sentence brushed past me, and went to lock his office door. Without a word, he tapped his intercom and told Pamela to pencil him out for the next two weeks. Are you going on vacation or something? Pamela asked, sounding a little too perky for me, but with me being in the position that I was in, I bit my tongue. No. Actually, my wife is, and I'm going to have to stay with the kids. Did he just stand here and tell his secretary I was going on vacation? Unless Joe was taking me somewhere to kill me, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Oh, okay. Well, let me know if you need me help, she offered, pushing it to the limit. What the? I started until Joe held his hand up to shut me up again. Ain't that a bitch. I knew he was mad, but he wasn't about to hush me when his desperate secretary was obviously flirting with him. I mean, I was standing right here. This shit was almost cliche enough to make me flip the whole situation. Thanks, Pamela, but I'm sure I'll be good. I've been doing this long enough to know the ropes, Joe assured with a smile. That smile disappeared the second he turned the intercom off. With the ugliest scowl I had ever seen him wear, Joe walked up on me, but I spoke first to try and turn the tables. Why the hell would you tell your secretary I was going out of town? I hissed and stepped back far enough to cross my arms in front of me. Because you are leaving, Michaela. I'm not about to live in the same house with you generating all that negative energy around the kids, he told me. Where the hell you think I'm going to go? I asked, still standing my ground. You just going to let some random man come up in here and tell you some shit about me and believe him without him discussing it with me? Is that what we doing now? Michaela, the way you tensed up when you walked in and saw him, instant red flag for me. Then when the tears started falling, and shit, I knew you were guilty. I didn't have to ask you one question because you told on yourself. Joe barked with a look of disappointment. That shit stung me hard, but I wasn't ready to give up on us yet. This is my husband and family I was fighting for. I wasn't going to lose him over some fling I had with a random guy. Some random guy that you were about to marry. Some random guy that you bailed out of jail. Some random guy that you left your girlfriends in Los Angeles to go get dick from in a hotel. Some random guy who ran up on you randomly on you when you were trying to fuck some other dude in the motherfucking pool. Some random guy who has literally found you everywhere you went. Some random guy who's a motherfucking stalker. Some random guy who fucked you on your table. Where your kids eat, where your husband eats, they probably got ass marks on the back of their plate. Some random guy, shut the fuck up. That shit didn't mean nothing to me, Joe, I pleaded. See what I just said before, and then this. Wow. For you to say that shit to me after you risked our entire family, you just let me know that your family don't mean shit to you either, Michaela. You're kidding me, right? "'You and the kids mean everything to me,' I cried. (laughs) "'Nah, nah, can't be. "'Oh, we couldn't have meant shit to you "'because you showed me that by messing around "'with some fucking kid. "'How old is that dude anyway?' "'He frowned and smirked. "'You ain't gotta answer that. "'Just go home and pack what you can. "'Be gone before I pick the kids up "'and bring them home, Michaela. "'And if I don't, I challenge. (sniffs) "'Bitch, Then I'll take the kids and my mother's and we'll stay over there until I can get you out the legal way. He threatened like he had it all figured out. Joe, we're married now. You can't just throw me out. It's my house too. I'm sure a judge would see things differently once I told him why you were being thrown out, he hissed. Y'all gotta excuse me, but Joe's whole part, I'm acting him with a lot of feeling because I've been holding this shit in for like two books. This is like when you ride down the freeway and you gotta take a piss for like the moment you get on the freeway, but it's like 20 minutes to your house? Yeah, I'm pissing. Fine, but this ain't over and when you calm down, we are gonna talk about it because it ain't nothing like you think, Joe. I wasn't fooling around with him like that. It was just a mistake, I cried as I tried to get him to listen to me. How could he expect me to just leave the house I lived in for the last eight years? He wasn't even giving me a chance to talk to the kids first. He just wanted me out. My heart was breaking in so many pieces it felt like I was having a heart attack. I couldn't believe Tommy did this to me. Did you sleep with him, Michaela? When I messed around and paused before answering with a lie, Joe went to the door and unlocked it then opened it up. Goodbye, Michaela. Enjoy your trip, he announced loudly, embarrassing the shit out of me. Madder than a motherfucker, I couldn't help but shove all the shit off his desk, creating a big mess. Now have that bitch come in here and clean it up? Breezing by him and that hoe Pamela, I dashed in my car so I could fly out the parking lot. Only when I got there and popped the locks, out jumped that clown. Talk about flipping my wig. You motherfucker, you, I screamed and swore my handbag at him, tagging him several times. Get out of my life before I have you locked up for the rest of yours. Stop tripping, Michaela. I know you're a little mad. A little mad? Motherfucker, if you think I'm just a little mad, you don't know me as well as you think you do. I shouted as I swung my handbag at him again. That one blow hit him dead in the head and he howled in pain. What'd you do that shit for? I thought you were being hesitant because you didn't know how to tell your husband. I made things easier for you. So now we could be together in peace. Tommy spoke calmly like he hadn't just fucked my life up and ruined my damn marriage. If you don't get the fuck away from me right now, I'm going to scream bloody murder. And with this order of protection, I threatened to whip the paperwork out of my handbag. You'll be locked up before lunchtime. Just in time for your sack of shit. (laughs) You wouldn't, Tommy laughed as if I was joking, causing me to scream at the top of my lungs. If he thought this was a joke and he was going to have the last laugh, I was about to show him. As he took flight out of the lot on foot, a couple of females ran over to me to see what all the fuss was about. After making sure I was okay, I straightened out my clothes and thanked him. Yeah, he tried to snatch my purse, but after I knocked him aside the head with it, I guess he had second thoughts. I smirked. You want us to call the cops? No. No. He didn't take anything with him but that lump on his head, so I'm good. Thanks again, I said, then hopped in my car to leave, thankful that Joe or Pamela hadn't come running out to see what was going on. Now that would have been terrible and embarrassing. As I drove away from my husband's office, reality kicked in. Tommy had really told Joe about us. To think that this whole time I thought he was bluffing, and he wasn't. I had to learn the hard way. But what good did that do him by telling Joe? Damn dummy, he still ain't gonna get me. I would never be with him after that shit. I huffed as I stopped by the bank to get some cash out. I'm just gonna put a bet on this real quick. I'm gonna say by like chapter nine, they gonna be fucking. By chapter nine, people, that gives us eight more chapters where she won't be in half of them. And yet somehow she's gonna trip over a rock in Portland and fall onto his dick in Texas. Since my withdrawal would be going over the daily limit, I had to go inside. Walking up to the first available teller, I filled out the slip for $2,000 to pull out of the joint account that I shared with Joe. It must have sent an alert off on his app as soon as I did because he called me just as I got back in the truck. <laughs> I hope you can survive off that little change you took because you ain't getting another motherfucking dime from me, you dirty ass bitch. Go wash your ass. Sorry. 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 What was actually said was, I hope you can survive off that little change you took because you ain't getting another dime from me, you dirty ass bitch. Go wash your ass. <laughs> I can't help it. Fuck <laughs> with He doesn't say go wash your ass. He doesn't call her a dirty ass bitch either. Well, what did you expect me to do, Joe? You told me to get out of the house, so I had to get some money because I didn't have any. I defended. Bullshit. You was fucking around on me, so you should have got that shit from that nigga. Joe yelled, sending chills up my spine. Wow. Is this really how you going to do the mother of your children? Nigga, fuck the mother of my children. You didn't give two shits about our children when you was laying down fucking that nigga, now did you? I was going to be more than fair with you about the finances, even after finding out you have fucked me over. I was going to let you have use of the credit cards, but after that slick move you just pulled, all them motherfuckers getting canceled. Never had he spoken to me that way before. Never. My husband's tone alone told me that he wasn't playing with me. More than anything, right then I needed to get to the house and get whatever I could before he got there. Fuck them credit cards because they was already maxed out anyway from me going stress shopping online. Besides, I had my prepaid visa and it still had a few hundred dollars on it. How did I get myself into this shit? I cried nervously as I thought about calling Annalise. But nope, I couldn't even do that seeing as how she was the one who warned me time and time again to stop fooling with Tommy. I was the hard-headed one who didn't listen. Well, actually it wasn't her, it was your sister. Whatever the name was of your sister in the first book, she was the one who warned you to stop fucking with Tommy. And Annalise was like, Me and my BFF going to get some dick in Los Angeles. And then y'all was fucking around in the pool and didn't get no dick because Tommy busted in and was trying to fight random niggas. That's what happened. But you know, I'm not about the revisionist history. Why? Why? Why didn't I fucking listen? Still in a panic, I raced up my driveway and ran in the house to pack everything of value I could, including the petty cash Joe had in the closet. Next, I grabbed all my personals and clothing for the next week. With my hands full, I went back and forth to the car three times before I finally pulled off with no destination in mind. Getting a nice hotel suite was out of the question because my money on the credit card was limited and the way my funds were now set up, that would only get me a three night stay. And then what? As I drove around aimlessly with no idea where I was going or what I was doing, my cell rang and made me jump. Reaching over on the passenger seat, I answered it and regretted it right away. Michaela, sis, why don't you return my calls or answer my texts? I've been calling you for the past week trying to tell you that I got a gig in Atlanta. My sister Tara called. Yo, Tara was the one who was telling them in the first book that they was both fucking up. So, I'm hoping. Let's go. It didn't matter how much I loved my sister. Now was not the time. Of course, I was happy for Tara, but I was going through way too much to show her right then. Hell, I didn't even want to hear about it, but I let her finish and congratulated her. Thanks, Kanye. We're going out to celebrate next Saturday. You and Annalise can come meet us, Tara begged. I would love to be there with you, sis, but... I'm not taking no for an answer, Michaela. We haven't kicked it since the trip to California, Michaela. You better come next weekend, Tara demanded, and then I was saved by another call she was getting. She hurried up and hung up with me, and then that was just fine with me. A person never considered what one could be going through. Tara didn't even ask why I hadn't called her back or if I was okay. That was the precise reason why I didn't tell her. Not only was she quick to judge, she would never let me live it down about fucking with Tommy in the first place. No, Tara was the last person I would tell. That left me with Annalise. Giving me no other choice, I had to break down and think about going to Portland. Annalise was my only true friend and if I couldn't be at my house, I wanted to be at hers. Pulling over the next chance I got, I went online and purchased the next ticket out to Portland along with the rental without even contacting Annalise. I had just enough on my card to cover it, and that in itself was a blessing. Traveling directly to the airport, I parked in the extended state parking lot and rushed to the airport with all my shit. Yes, all six bags, too. Since I had maxed out my prepaid visa, I had to dig down on my handbag to get the cash out. I had two thousand from the bank and another thousand five hundred from the stash jar. Counting out two hundred and twenties, I handed them to the clerk and darted my ass to the gate just in time to make my flight. Taking the first seat available, I nestled in and slept the duration of the trip. When we landed, I felt refreshed enough to force a smile out as I departed the plane and went to the rental car counter. Thankfully, I was fortunate and found somebody to pay to lug all my bags. Once I got all that handled, I was able to get out of there quickly so I could head over to Annalise's. The entire ride over there, I prepared myself to hear, told you so, and true enough, it'll be well deserved. I had that shit coming, and if I had to listen to Annalise in the first place, I wouldn't be in this sinking ship struggling to stay afloat. Thank God she's here, I sighed heavily, wiping the tears from my eyes. Honestly, I didn't even realize I was crying until the warm wind hit the wetness on my cheeks. Sucking it up as best as I could, I rolled up my windows, parked beside Annalise's car and went to the door to ring the bell. Dropping my head in shame, I waited for her to answer. Hey, why didn't you tell me you were coming to town, boo? I could have picked you up at the airport, she greeted happily until I lifted my head and she saw my face. Oh my God, what's wrong? Quickly hustling me inside, Annalise hugged me tightly and led me into the den. She waited until I plopped down on the sofa to repeat her question. What's wrong, Michaela? Sit down with me, please, I gestured, patting the spot next to me. You're scaring me now, Michaela. What the hell happened? Annalise asked, worry written all over her face. She rushed to sit down. Before I could even say another word, she started shaking her head with both her hands over her mouth. Don't tell me. As I explained the long version of what happened, her facial expression showed even more concern. It remained that way until I told her about beating the shit out of Tommy with my handbag. I hope you beat the dog shit out of his ass because he was a bald motherfucker to go to your fucking hu- mm Told y'all. Let me tell you what it really says. Because he was a bald motherfucker to go your your fucking husband with some shit like that. And that's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E-Y-O-U-R. Your your fucking husband. Just think if Joe was crazy enough to pull out his gun and shoot his snitch ass. Some men ain't gonna be as calm about receiving some news like that. Calm? You think my husband was calm? I asked in a panicked tone. Joe cussed me out lower than a dog and kicked me out. Twice at that. He kicked me out of his office and our house. Then he took my kids, cut my credit cards off, and now I'm waiting for the divorce papers because I know that's coming next. You don't know that, Michaela. It's not too late to save your marriage. But if you want it, you're going to have to fight for it, boo, Annalise urged. Why are you trying to be so nice and help me instead of rubbing that shit in my face right now, Lisey? I know that's what you really want to do, I cried, breaking down all over again. I mean, shit, don't get me wrong, I did warn you like several times, but why the hell would I rub something in your face like that when you're sitting here clearly in pain? This really isn't the time for that, honey. Michaela, you are like a sister to me, and right now what you need is my support. Telling you all that bullshit about how I told you so I ain't gonna help your situation at all. I would never do that to you, especially after you done flew all the way out here to see me. Well, actually, she flew all the way out there to see you because she ain't got no fucking house and she didn't have money for a hotel, but, you know, tomato, tomato. Hugging me tightly, Annalise assured me that everything will work out just fine. I just prayed she was right. If I can make it through my husband getting my sister pregnant, you can make it through the storm you and Joe are going through. Prayer and communication, Annalise smiled. There she was in a bigger mess than I was, and she was still trying to make me see the light in the situation. The hell with what she was saying, though, because from my view, everything looked mighty dim to me. Yeah, just wait till hers brightens up because her husband ain't really pregnant by her sister. Also, they're going to have to start admitting that they sisters. Like, something's going to happen. They got a bomb before the end of this fucking book. This shit's crazy. Also, chapter two starts off, and it's Annalise's chapter. But they spelled her name, Annalisa. Come on now, y'all could do better than this. Y'all just getting lazy in this third book. <sighs> Truth was, when Michaela came to me with her problems, it helped me to take my mind off my own. Earlier that day, I had called downtown and found out that Dale was arrested on a domestic violence charge. That told me he must have been fighting with Zakia again. But Why? This bitch already done fucked my husband in my house, then got knocked up by him and she still wasn't satisfied. She was doing everything in her power to destroy my life, but that wasn't about to happen. Thanks for everything, Michaela cheered as she brought in the last of her things and put them in the same room that she stayed in the last time. Hopefully, I won't be here for long. Girl, you know how big this house is, I laughed. If you're here longer than you expect, you could always move out into the guest house as a kid tried to turn into some ghetto-ass hair salon. Remember I told you I paid some guys that I found at Home Depot to tear all that shit down? Well, they did, and they hooked it up. I gotta show you. Dragging Michaela out the side door of the house, we went across the walkway to the cottage that sat on the outside of the fence backyard. It was small, but it had two entrances. You can go through the front or through the back by the pool. What made it so nifty was that it had a full bathroom and a partial kitchen that I sectioned off by installing an attached marble countertop island. See? Now this shit right here is nice, Lisey. Them Home Depot guys you hired? Girl, they didn't work at Home Depot. That was in the parking lot looking for work, I said as I cracked up. Well, those dudes you got off on the side of the road really hooked this shit up, Michaela complimented. If I didn't have kids, I would move in here and never go back to Houston. You, you ain't got kids. You don't mean that, boo. You love and You two will work it out. Just give him some time. As we walked back into the main house, I heard a phone ringing. Thinking it was Michaela's, I didn't rush to get mine off the charger on the kitchen counter. Is that your phone? Michaela asked as we entered through the side door. I thought it was yours. I laughed and picked mine up to check the screen. Nope. Mine been dead since before I got on the plane, she laughed. I wrote down everything that I need to know before that last bar disappeared. You need an iPhone charger? Nope. I got one, and I'll charge it later. I just want to go the rest of the night in peace, she smiled with teary eyes. If it ain't Tommy harassing me, it's Joe cussing me out. Nah, I'm good, Lisey. Understanding just how she felt, I suggest we have a little pity party behind our poor judgment calls. Her with Tommy, and me with Dalo. Starting with one bottle of wine, we killed that, and then one more before we ordered way more food than we could eat. Then we, what the fuck, people? Then we drank started on the second bottle of Stella Black. But then I suddenly felt a rush to go to the bathroom. Oh, she pregnant. Oh, she big pregnant. I took off, barely able to hold back the bottle that started to rise in my throat. I had just put my face over the toilet when all the food and wine I consumed came rushing out of my mouth. Michaela came in to check on me and I finally stopped vomiting, then brushed my teeth three times. "'What happened, girl?' she asked. "'I don't know,' I said, spitting the mouthwash into the sink. "'I just felt weak to my stomach.' "'I hope you ain't pregnant,' Michaela clowned. "'Girl, bye. "'Are you still on birth control?' "'Yes. So ain't no babies popping out of this kitty,' I stressed.' Okay, well, I'm going to bed. You can't hang with me like you used to, girl. Besides, I'm exhausted after everything that happened today, and I'm toe up. Michaela giggled and went to the guest room. Shit, she thought she was toe up. I was so twisted I went to my room and fell onto the bed laughing. There wasn't a damn thing funny, so I can understand why I couldn't stop laughing. Something you want to share? DeLo questioned, scaring me half to death. Shh! Don't be coming in here all loud and shit. Michaela's here visiting, and she and the guest room sleeping, I slurred. Where the fuck you come from anyway? From jail, and I walked through the front door using my key. He smiled and walked over to kiss me. Allowing the lower half of my body to make the decisions, I let Daylo right into my bed and in between my legs. Being as fucked up as I was, I couldn't even say if it was good or not, but what I could admit was that it was satisfying. It must have been great to Daylo because he was knocked out and hadn't even washed up yet. Sticky dick and all. Without disturbing him, I went to take a shower. As I got out and dried off, I heard a phone chiming. Thinking it was Delos, I shot out of the bathroom to see. Damn, that was my cell, I whispered grabbing my phone to take it back to the bathroom with me. Checking the missed call, I saw that it was Gavin. In fact, I had five missed calls from him and a text stating that it was urgent that I called him back. What the hell could he possibly want? I sighed heavily and instantly became irritated. Going against my better judgment, I ran the water as I sat on the toilet with the lid down and answered when my soon-to-be ex rang my phone again. What do you want, Gavin? What is so important to you that you keep calling me like that at this time of night? I love you, Lisey, he said, melting my heart, but I had to be strong and shield those feelings in order to protect myself. What does love have to do with anything? I hope that wasn't the damn emergency you were calling about. I want to fix our marriage. (laughs) Ha! You blew every chance of that ever happening when you got that bitch pregnant, I hissed in a hushed tone so Dayla wouldn't hear me. What if she wasn't pregnant by me? Gavin questioned. What? What if she wasn't having my kid? Don't tell me she lost a baby, I asked sarcastically while devilishly wishing it was true. No, she didn't lose it, but it's not mine, Lisey. What? I asked, thinking that the wine was still fucking with me. Even though I'd thrown up, my head was still spinning a little. The baby ain't mine, Lisey, he sounded all cheerful and shit. As happy as I was, I wasn't about to go running back to him. Gavin had crossed the wrong line when he chose to sleep with Zakia. I wasn't sure I could get over that shit, and if I did, it wouldn't be any time soon. I don't give a fuck if that baby is Obama's. You slept with that bitch and in my house at that, I hissed for the last time. I would never take you back, Gavin, because I can't trust you. You've ruined our marriage with your lies and bullshit, and for that, I can never, ever be with you again. That was it. I was so done with Gavin, and after I hung up on him, I low-key laughed. That was just what he got for dipping behind my back and doing me dirty the way that he did. Now he's over there with that trifling whore playing house to a bitch that was pregnant by somebody else. Wait. Wait one damn minute. I whispered to myself once I realized who the real baby daddy was. That bitch ain't pregnant by Dalo. I know she ain't. Curious as hell. I answered again after Gavin called me twice more. What? I know you might not want to talk to me right now, Lisey. But I thought you may want to know the nigga you've been sleeping with over there is Zakiya's real baby daddy. He revealed the shit that I feared. The dates add up, and if you don't believe me, ask him. This time, I didn't have to hang up on Gavin because the fucker did it first. The nerve of him. Rising to my feet, I placed my hand on the doorknob to leave the bathroom, but suddenly paused. I debated whether or not to even bring up him possibly being Zakiya's baby daddy for the third time. Even though it happened before me, I had to see where his head was about it all. Taking the chance, I went and got back in bed making enough noise to wake his ass up. As Dalo propped himself up on the pillows, he rubbed his eyes and tried to focus on my face. You good, baby, or you need your space? Nah, you can stay in here, I smiled. What is it then, he asked groggily. You good? Actually... I don't know how I'm feeling, I admit it. Why? What's going on? I'm feeling some kind of way about this phone call I just got, I revealed. Oh, yeah? Dalo laughed. Who was it? Because with all this shit going on, I don't even want to guess, baby. Well, you don't have to, I informed him with a smirk. It was Gavin, and he let me in on a bit of interesting news. And what was that? He said they just found out that kids isn't pregnant by him, I said. What? What you mean she ain't pregnant by him? I guess she's further along than they thought, so he can't be the father. They haven't even officially met yet when she got pregnant. Watching closely for Dale's reaction, I was surprised to see him brush it off like it wasn't shit. In fact, he told me that it didn't matter either way because he was where he wanted to be. Then he went down and spread my thighs before indulging headfirst into my goodies. Neither way, it didn't matter to me either. At least for the moment it didn't. Fellas, I'm going to tell you like this. Most folks that I know would not forget a conversation just because you spread their legs and licked their pussy. Do not try this at home. If you attempt to spread their legs and eat their pussy in the midst of an argument or a conversation or a discussion, they can take their hand, acting like they're going through the throes of ecstasy, take their hand, put it on the back of your head, pull your entire body into their vagina, and choketh you the fucketh out. Remember, do not try this at home. If the thighs is big, don't do it, my nig. Chapter three, Gavin. Oh yeah, and fuck this nigga too. I forgot he choked Zakiya out. Like, nigga, for real? For real, for real? Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, fuck Michaela. Man, okay, let's go. Zakia was lucky I didn't want to go to jail because otherwise I would have kept squeezing the life out of her fucking ass. I felt so betrayed, but I felt played more than anything. That's fucking betrayed. Betrayed and played, they rhyme, but they're also synonyms. Do you know what a synonym is, editor? Huh? Huh? Do you? Do you want a lesson? Huh? Do you? You think this is a fucking game? I yelled and released her to let her live. Wait, so this nigga was on the phone with Annalise while he was choking out Zakia. What? Where'd they do that at? I don't even know niggas who can eat a burger and talk on the phone at the same time. Are you choking her out? What, are you Darth Vader? Were you force choking her from across the room? Like, how you calling and texting multiple times? Where you're choking this woman out. So you're choking her out. Calling your wife. Snitching on your baby mama. <laughs> professing your love. And then you let her go. You heard all that? Good. I meant it. You think this is a fucking game? Rest in peace DMX. I yelled and released to let her live. All through the coffin she kept trying to apologize to me. I didn't know. She cried as she gasped for air. Fuck you. I don't believe that shit for a minute because if you had just found out, why would you keep something so important from me? You deliberately lied about the fucking paperwork and threw it away. If I hadn't found that shit, you'd still be lying to me about who your real baby daddy is, I fuss. Well, she didn't throw it away that deep, nigga. I mean, it was right at the front of the fucking trash can and it's fucking yellow. She should have poured, like, fucking grape juice on it or something, made it, in, it like, illegible. Gavin, she paused as she gulped hard while rubbing her neck. I guess that shit did hurt after all the pressure I applied. Ask me if I care. Hell no. I didn't know how to tell you, she said. You should have just shown me the fucking papers. You didn't have to say shit because when I looked at them, it was very clear what the fuck it was. I just can't believe I fell for your bullshit. Gavin, I would have never lied to you on purpose. I really didn't know. More upset than I could have ever been in my life, I walked out the room and the only thing I could think to do was call Annalise. Zakia was still in the other room crying and hollering for help, but I was done with her ass. Trying my damnedest to ignore her, I closed myself up in my office and hit up Annalise, but she never answered my calls. When she finally did pick up after the tenth or so time, I found myself groveling like a damn fool. I had to admit that I was wrong for doing the shit that I did and begged for forgiveness. That was when she told me to kick rocks and fuck off. Not exactly in those words, but she may as well have said that shit. She didn't give two shits the baby was Daylo's and not mine. When I saw that she wasn't feeling shit my way, I hung up on her ass. Fuck, I said as I tossed the phone onto my glass desk. It bounced off and then landed on the tiled floor face down. Thankfully, it didn't break. What the hell, I grunted. I... I felt like I was losing my fucking mind, like I was in a bad dream or something. My whole fucking life was in shambles, and it was all because of that dumb bitch in the other room. It was taking everything in me to not go in that room and strangle her ass again. I was so pissed. Nigga, you better watch out. Brenda got combat boots and a gat, and she will come. My marriage had fallen apart because of shit with me and Zakia, and all for nothing. Here, I thought I was going to get a kid out of that relationship, but instead, I didn't get shit. When I thought about everything that I had done for Zakiya and her kids, it pissed me off all over again. I still couldn't believe I had been played for a fool like that. My wife and I had been married for 10 damn years, and I would thrown her away for some young piece of ass. A young piece of ass who lied to me to get whatever she could out of me. I felt like her personal ATM. No, Gavin, what do I look like standing at the Motel 6? I mocked. You look like the hoe you are standing at that fucking Motel 6. It's a reason bitches like that always get taken to that damn ratchet-ass motel. That is so uncalled for, sir. There's a real reason why folks get taken to that ratchet-ass motel, and that's because they take cash. Also, kickbacks are held at the Motel 6. Okay, it's not like it's a holiday inn. You are in no place to judge, good sir. Let us get our twerk on. Yes, I was speaking myself, but I was just that mad. That bitch had one week to get her fucking ass out of my house. Didn't she sign for the house? Ain't her name on the deed? Ooh, you done fucked up. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do with this house now that me and Zakia weren't together anymore. Maybe I'd sell it, but maybe I'd keep it. I mean, we had sold the house in Houston, so now we had moved to Portland. I was going to have to make shit work out here because I had already moved my practice out here. I was getting licensed to practice here in Portland and everything. That's, that's what it's, that when you said I've moved my practice out here, we kind of assumed that. But I just had some hard decisions to make. I didn't want to be alone, but I'd be damned. But I'd be damned. But I'd be damned if I was going to settle for a lying bitch like Zakia i definitely felt some kind of way about betraying my wife so easily with somebody who could care less about me it's actually couldn't care less people now that's that's english 101 to say you could care less would mean that there's a modicum of space that you have where you could still care about somebody to say you couldn't care less means you were literally at the depths of your soul as far as caring you were on empty it is not could care less oh <sighs> gosh I never should have slept with Zakia. Annalise was right when she said that I had crossed the line. I realize now that I did do that. Just because she wasn't ready to accept that Zakia was her sister doesn't make it any less true. I should have never gone that route. I knew what I was doing when we slept together and I should have known that once my wife found out, she was going to feel a certain kind of way. Our marriage was all fucked up and I had no one to blame but myself. Instead of thinking with my head up there, I allowed my head down there to make decisions for me. Sure, I had apologized to Annalise, but I didn't know if she would ever be able to forgive me. The betrayal was deep for her, and now that I was thinking about it, I realized exactly how she felt. I should have never left my wife. I never should have left, I said to myself. Why did I leave like a big dummy and run to some shit like this? Life with kid started off fun and exciting. The sex was off the chain, and then she got pregnant, and that was what had me doing all kind of shit to show support to this bitch because I thought she was carrying my kid. There I was, so excited about being a father for the first time, and she wasn't even pregnant with my baby. The whole time I had been paying for a hotel and buying a house for her and her kids, she was probably laughing at me and how gullible I was. But once again, I was about to have the last lap because the kid had no idea that I shifted all the paperwork to the house in my name. After I saw her online bragging about how it was all hers, I knew she was up to something. Ready to rush in the other room and kick her ass out, I grabbed a copy of the paperwork to the house, slid from behind my desk, and rose in anger. Stomping into the master bedroom, I found her crying. I wasn't about to be fooled by that shit, though. I knew those were tears of guilt, and they wasn't about to make me change my mind about putting her out. I want you out of here, I demanded. What? You trying to kick me out when my name is on the house too? She asked in disbelief. Fucking right. If you think I'm about to let you bring your little spawns in here in a house that I bought with my fucking money, you better think again. Didn't I just remind you that this was our house? This is my fucking house, ho Oh, so now I'm a hoe, she cried. Well, this hoe's name is on the house, so I ain't going nowhere. With a wicked grin, I showed the paperwork so far in her face she tensed and backed up. Like I said, Zakia, this is my fucking house. I'm so glad I had that shit updated and your name removed when I did. I couldn't believe she actually thought this was her house. What money did she put into this bitch? Not one fucking dime. All my money went into this fucking house so she could get out of this motherfucker ASAP. How the fuck you do that shit? I had to sign something for you to do that and I didn't sign a damn thing, Gavin, she cried. I'm a lawyer, remember? I laughed. So get the fuck out. I can't believe this shit. You really kicking me out, Gavin? Pretty much. I suggest you find somewhere else to go because I want you out of here, I barked. Gavin, where am I supposed to go? She said as tears spilled from her eyes. Does it look like I give a fuck? You should. You said you loved me. How could your feelings for me just be gone already? My feelings for you were gone as soon as I read that paper that said Dayla was your baby daddy. Gavin, please. I don't have anywhere else to go. You better call your aunt and let her know you're coming through. Shit. Or call Berinda. She always got your kids, so it makes sense for you to go there with them. I said. Gavin, I don't want to hear it. Make your arrangements because you have one fucking week to get your shit out of here. I spoke for the last time before I went back in my office and locked the door behind me. That piece only lasted seconds. Closing my eyes as I sat back behind my desk, I shook my head at the nonsense. Zakia knew that I didn't want to speak to her, so why the fuck was she knocking on my damn door? Go away, Zakia. We need to talk, Gavin, she said as she sniffled on the other side of the door. I don't want to talk to you. Shit, I still want to kill you, so you might want to get the fuck away from my office door I called. Please, Gavin, I don't have shit to say to you, and I'm trying not to go to jail right now. Fine, but we're going to have to talk about this, she responded. If you want to live to see your kids grow up, you'll leave me the fuck alone, Zakia. Right now, I don't want shit to do with you. Just go away. A couple minutes later, I heard her retreating from the door. That was good that she took heed to my warning, because if I had to get up from behind this desk, she was going to wish she had left a long time ago. My life wasn't going anything like I planned. I just hope things got better because this wasn't it. Damn you, Zakia. So here's me because I fucking hate Gavin. I just want to point out that, um, Zakia, the 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 due date clearly shows that Zakia got pregnant with Dalo before she even met Gavin. So why the fuck is that nigga mad? anybody Bueller Bueller my wife sleeps so she can't answer but you can't get mad for something that happens before they knew you we talked about that in all thought next door where Alice got mad at Vernita because uh Vernita was fucking with uh whatever the dude's name we'll find out when I read the sequel but whatever the dude's name before Alice had even met her met him on a cruise that's when Vernita fucked him same thing Jalo and uh, Zakia were a couple. She's his baby mama. He's her baby daddy. That's what they call each other. They were a real couple. So for them to uh, have sex before you met her makes a lot of sense. For her to be pregnant by him makes a lot of sense. It ain't like she didn't already do it twice. Why are you mad? I mean, sure, you could. Expect that she would tell you when she found out, but she's young. What you don't expect is for you to start choking women out and threatening their lives and saying, if you want to live to see your kids, you better get away. What you don't expect is for uh, any dude, whether you a square ass nigga like you or or, or the hardest fucking nigga in the world what you don't expect is for somebody to come out and choke a pregnant woman I'm going to get my jokes off sure but what you're not going to do is domestic violence whether it's fictional or it's real I don't stand for it it's never right it's never cool I don't care how mad you fucking get It's like I told my kids on my basketball team. I'm not mad about what the other person does to you. I'm mad about how you reacted. If the other person does something to you and you walk away, then you handled that as well as you could. But if the other person does something to you and you retaliate in kind or worse, now you're in trouble. And I can't do anything to save you. When you found out that Zakiya was pregnant with Delo's child and you looked at the due date and you realized the time was before you and her even met, then you could have went and talked to her. You could have been the bigger man. You could have been mature about this because you are a fucking adult. But instead. You immediately chose violence. Like with no other thoughts, you immediately went to violence towards a woman you didn't even choose violence with Dalo. You chose violence with Zakia. Like when you first saw Dalo, you weren't trying to go heads up with the nigga. He ran up on you. You immediately chose violence with Zakia, which makes you a punk ass motherfucker. I told you, I've lived through some things and I don't stand for domestic violence and I don't stand for cheating and you done did both. So, nigga, you could jump off a cliff for all I care. And you're still threatening her. You know she's pregnant. It might not be your child, but you know she's pregnant. How the fuck do you stand with yourself? How do you get off? How do you sleep? Damn. So fucked up. I feel bad for Zakia. That's crazy. 916-633-1537. Um... Ratchet and ratchet at gmail.com, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, you can leave a review, please leave a review, um, at Podchaser. Um, you can click in the show notes, it's in there, or you can go to Podchaser.com and just type in Ratchet Book Club and um, leave a review. You can leave a review for separate episodes, you can leave a review for the entire show. Uh, just let me know what you think. Thank y'all so much for listening. I do greatly appreciate it. I sound drained right now because it's really the 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 way that he acted in this chapters hitting me like a ton of bricks like it really is and for i don't know i don't know if you have to have a lived experience to be able to write something like this I don't know I would think that if you had i'm not even going to judge I'm not even going to question it 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 hit it, it touched down right where it was supposed to. So, well done you. Gavin is truly the villain of all villains in this book. Michaela's close, but she ain't. No matter what, like, I don't know why, but I, I just, violence in any way is not justified. But, no, you know what, if she hit Joe, then she'd be fucked up too. She hit Tommy, but, I mean, I mean, that's different, I guess. Like, that's complete anger from losing her entire family, finally. (sighs) Anyways, hit me up. Let me know what y'all think. Um, Join the Patreon, patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Just so y'all know, all y'all who are out there listening to this, Um, this episode actually was on the Patreon on Tuesday, April 27th. So if you want early episodes, that's how you're going to get them. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. Peace.